Harry Potter is enrolled in a photography class to learn how to take better dick pics, and his professor is Draco Malfoy? Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth are directing a Titanic exhibit, and Jon Snow is the security guard? Tony Stark is producing a dating show on a tropical island, and all the Avengers are the contestants? There is no way stories like this exist. And there is no way three best friends would read them and put their reactions out for the world to hear. I mean, no one would do that, right? Guys? I'm Allie Lefevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And, and this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. I know we have not officially started, but I really want... Speaking of breaking systems, Allie, I want you to say what happened in your... Just say it now. We can put it in. What happened in your French class because of oh your accent? Because <laughs> French is apropos to the episode. Danny, I think I broke my French teacher's brain <laughs> at an hour-long class. <laughs> we never got past the first word. Was it we? She said I could not say the word. <laughs> I don't even think I can say it now. Like, je m'appelle. She said, I kept saying Jew. She kept going, you're saying Jew, Jew. <laughs> Say Jew. Danny. And I'm going, Jew, Jew, pal. And she's going, Jew, not you, Jew, not Jew. The whole class. And you're like, you're saying the same thing to me. And I kept going to Lindsay. I could hear the difference when she was saying it, but I could not make it sound different coming out of my throat. And I was getting so frustrated. I'm going, Jew, m'appel. It's your like Leviosa moment. This is like point ballet. Like what it, What sort of hairs is she splitting? Yes. Also, it's like I did take it for four years in high school. Like, do you mean to tell me that for four years I couldn't even say the original <laughs> phrase right? Like, what were we doing? I have ears and a tongue. Like, I can do this. Like, you're not trying to be a professional French speaker. Like, we can move on. Like, my pronunciation at this stage in my first class is not perfect. Let me learn some stuff. And then she made me do the alphabet. And then she made me focus on the J and the E. Oh, boy. And then the combo. And the, it's just like the whole entire she class. stops you. <laughs> I was like, well, that was, I just spent. I am now genoid. <laughs> Je me bite. Je me annoyed. <laughs> Oh man, it was so funny. Oh. I'm gonna jam, I'm gonna jam, punch you in the face. That was a little aggressive. Jema Hell. Isn't Jema Pell yeah. like my, Hi, name, my is? name is? Yeah. Great, great, great. Okay, so you were your next your second one is today, right? Um <laughs> I didn't reschedule it yet because I feel No, she dropped out. <laughs> depressed. I was like, maybe I'm not built for this language. Should I just stick with Italian? Okay. Maybe you need to master English first. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, less Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, your mic sounds not on Ooh. the Zoom. So as long as oh, you're all connected. Maybe you, maybe it's not. You might just not be. It says that my microphone is Yeti. Okay, you're fine. I just, Al, I don't know if you agree. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I think that's good. Is this louder? Lindsay, can we talk about the book on the? Yeah. Is this louder? Yes. Can we talk about the book? <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about the book on the intro? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Danny said it three times and you kept going, yeah. And Danny's going, can we talk about the book? You go, yeah. Can we talk about the book? Well, I thought. <laughs> you thought I was still testing my eyes. Can we please? Uh-huh. But 
Uh, yep, but, it's working. Yep, it's working. Mm-hmm. It's but can working. we talk about the book? Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Can yep. we talk about the book? <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. Well, on that note, we are uh, back with episode two of season 27. I'm Allie. Uh, episode, episode de? Episode de. <laughs> it's de, de. not de. de. It's de. Uh, <laughs> is it really de? De. I don't know. Don't ask me. Yeah. I'm not a reliable source. Well, I'm Lindsay, and I feel like you have to like lower your voice and be like, duh, to get you it. You have to put on a fake French accent to sound French. <laughs> you have to literally go like, uh, like you have to do a caricature of a French person for them to be satisfied. Allie, do you want to borrow Danny's berets? I know he has several. That might help you. Oh, my God. I think I need them. You got to dress the part. I do. You got to dress for the accent you want. She's got to be a method linguist. (laughs) Be the expat you want to be. I need a beret. I need a scarf. I have bread. I have lots of bread. I maybe should take up smoking. You should show up next time smoking. (laughs) Show up as a mime. You think I don't know how to say, are you fucking crazy? As, as you're like fixing, you're like, what about now? And she's like, you sound the same. Your hat is just now. Oh. <laughs> you remember how Danny kept changing his berets from like red to pink to yeah. something else? Like, that's what you just keep doing. And she's like, no, you still have the same accent. It's still bad. Like, Danny, did you buy a multi-pack of berets? How do you have so many colors? It's a lifetime collection. Do you have a dealer? <laughs> oh my God, you guys. So Marco, I mean, those were Marco's berets. And he has bow ties that he wears all the time, uh, an infamous brooch collection, all these berets. He's recently started collecting handbags, like bags. And then we went to an Austin Powers-themed drag show, and he bought bell bottoms for it. <laughs> oh, yes. And he was like, it's a bee, and I look fire in these. I am adding bell bottoms to the bee collection. So bronze bell bottoms, brooches, berets, bow ties, <laughs> bags, belts. <laughs> you know who else? in this family has a, a robust collection of bell bottoms is Miss Farrah Lefevre. Farrah Lefevre. Oh my God. I had over time. If Marco wants some bell bottom tips, I can introduce you to a gal I know who's got a wide collection already. I was going to say, I think it's time for you to confess. Are you getting these specially made? Tell us now. Or do toddler bell bottoms, not even toddler, She's been wearing bell bottoms since she was a baby. Where are her bell bottoms from? Are you getting them made? Are you taking regular baby clothes and getting them added? What? Because one of those had. Well, let me tell you about how I go about <laughs> my collection of bell bottoms. <laughs> I comb the internet for bell bottoms. I look specifically for baby bell bottoms and swoop them all up. I have them for every holiday: Christmas bell bottoms, Easter bell bottoms. Lindsay's looking for us <laughs> for baby bell, and you're looking for baby bell bottoms. <laughs> Lindsay's like, what kind of cheese can I feed to my baby? And you're like, what sort of bell bottoms accentuate the diaper? Yeah. My Google is baby eat chips, question mark, when, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> is like seasonal festive bell bottoms for trendy toddler. Lindsay, you know how they have those websites that are like, you know, is it Christmas today? And it only on Christmas does that website turn green. Like we should do that for you. Like. Can Dawson eat chips? And like only on that day, and you can check it every day, is today the day. It turns orange and it looks lightly dusted. (laughs) (laughs) It's like like that disgusting countdown people did for the Olsen twins to turn 18. You remember that? Speaking of like- Oh God, yeah. Taking that uh, NC-17. They had one for (laughs) Emma Watson too. (laughs) 
Wait, back to bell bottoms really quickly. Allie was making them all. <laughs> it was Allie. What do you think I did before fangasm? I think I texted you on Christmas, Al, and was like, I want to know what what are the chances that Farrah is in bell bottoms right now? And she was in Grinch bell bottoms. And then Allie had sent me one of the night before or the night after, and she was in, they look just like regular pajamas you would buy for a baby, but then on the cuffs and the ankles are like these like doily lace, not lace, but like cream to make them into bell bottoms. So that's why I thought she was having them special handmade because they looked like custom. She had three sets of bell bottoms for the holiday <laughs> season. Can she even walk in those? <laughs> well, walking in them is, is not the point, Lindsay. It's can she walk? <laughs> she can. Yeah, she's tottering around. She can't walk, but she can strut. Wait, Lindsay, remember you sent me a picture of Dawson in a Santa suit, and I sent you one back of Farrah in a Santa suit, but her, <laughs> her Santa suit had bell bottoms. <laughs> I mean, boys can wear bell bottoms too. Obviously, oh, yeah, Marcos, Dawson, maybe he needs to up his game. I think he does. Excuse me. Is there a baby that can perform Mamma Mia on this flight? We are having a <laughs> bell-bottom emergency. Is there a tiny baby in bell-bottoms for this Mamma Mia production on this plane? You see a little hand trying to reach the call light? <laughs> like Mama. Me. <laughs> Mama Mia. Just her foot. Her foot with the frill coming out. Um, oh. We have another baby to talk about. Lindsay. Yes. You're not pregnant again, but... <laughs> yeah, jeez. God. Punch me in the throat. Well, we don't know. Anna, I don't know you. No. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> you don't know my uterus, but she's empty. <laughs> she's empty, but my brain is full. No, my brain is also empty because <laughs> I wrote a book, and it is officially... I, by the time this comes out, it will be out, uh, not out in the world, but available to buy for pre-sale, and it's called A Bit Much... And it's my poems. Maybe I don't really, I don't think we've like chatted about this a lot, but they're, I guess I write poetry. I got to really work on my elevator pitch. This is the first time I've ever said. Give a little sexy context. No, you cannot say, I guess I write poetry. (sighs) Shake it out. We don't need to be humble on this pod. Say it with me, Lindsay. I I, write poetry and I write it well. I'm a poet and I got a book deal out of it. So I guess it is real. So it is real. Stop adding qualifiers. It is real. Oh my God. I have to be your life coach oh. through this process. Okay, let mom and dad do this, Lindsay. Yeah. If you don't follow Lindsay on um, her various channels as Mary Oliver's drunk cousin, you should. They are funny and beautiful and creative and heartfelt, and they're just wonderful poems. Yeah. So go check it out. Buy several thousand copies. It's whatever. <laughs> it's casual. And then we're going to do fanfic of her poetry. <laughs> yes. Lindsay and a poem. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> me, me and a thesaurus. <laughs> a sexier pairing there has never been. And in a way, Mary Oliver's drunk cousin, like that is sort of fan fiction, even though it's not like I'm like uh, parroting her work. But I do have one that is called Wet and Wild Geese, oh. which is more about makeup than being wet and wild. But there's the crossover here. And I was thinking, I was like, how can we make a bit much sexy? And I thought... A tit much mm. or a bit munch. <laughs> I think I like a bit munch. We don't use munch enough. Because we really don't use munch enough. Especially for this <laughs> with the bear. I mean, they're munching on everything. Yeah. If there's ever been a season of munching, this is it. Yeah. So that's that. Well, we're so proud of you and how exciting. Thanks. And we, we can't wait to touch your poems. <laughs> we can't wait to fondle your poems. Which I feel like that is our segue to the blowdown is munch a bit munch because that's what these two are doing well they haven't eaten yet they've eaten face they haven't eaten food or cooked food but they are in paris and we're talking 
Sydney and Carmi. They're a chef couple. Danny, what's their ship name? Chef's Kiss. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it really? Oh, that's so cute. Uh-huh. Very cute. And they just arrived in Paris. They made the rookie mistake of falling asleep because of jet lag. And they're doing a restaurant takeover. And that's sort of it. They're just like very cute. And this is their first vacation together. Yeah, they woke up in the middle of the night, went to go get ingredients to cook. Yes. Mm. Dinner for themselves. Dinner slash breakfast. Weren't they making like um, breakfast burritos or they were making Mexican food because they found a Mexican grocery. Oh, yeah, huevos rancheros. Uh-huh. You know what's amazing to me? I read that last episode of the podcast. I listened to it twice in edits. I don't remember anything you guys are talking about right now, and it's concerning to me. That's why we don't let you do the blowdown. Because all your brain cell is trying to communicate the word, je m'appelle. <laughs> you got French all in the brain. I zoop myself uh, into this situation. <laughs> I remembered the jet lag and the letters from her mother, and then everything else you said oh, yeah. felt like it was a different story that I was not a part of. She is referring back to letters from her mother from when her mom was in Paris when she was young. Yeah, she was very sassy and fun. So that is a fun part of it. And yep. Danny's reading, and let's make like a bell bottom and rock and roll. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Get groovy. Move on. <laughs> I don't know. Ding dong. Okay, as, as the bell bottom flies. Okay. <laughs> So, are we choosing an MVP or what? Carmi asked as they walked. Really? Here? Sid looked at him, eyes wide. I thought we were trying to stay away from our usual routine. And yet here we are, awake at 3 a.m., trying to decide who's going to fucking make dinner. (laughs) Most nights, Sid and Carmi were the last ones to leave the bear, starving, of course. If they couldn't decide on a late-night spot, they would then have to determine who was going to have to suck it up and cook dinner. Thus, the haphazard game of MVP was invented. The concept was simple. Whoever was crowned that day's MVP didn't have to make dinner. Reasons for winning the title of MVP in the past included covering multiple stations after a new hire flaked, putting out a fryer fire without blinking an eye, doing anything admin-related before being nagged to do so by Nat, and coming through in the clutch with a fresh Sharpie. The one rule, only professional accomplishments could be considered for MVP status. So don't even try to put forward any accomplishments made in the bedroom or the walk-in during a morning lull. Wow, that's unsanitary. I'm concerned. It's a health code violation. Noted. (laughs) That's not ranch. (laughs) You're the least valuable player because of (laughs) cross-contamination. Fine, Sid said. I knew you were going to forget your favorite spatula, so I packed it in your gray sweater. You're welcome. Damn, okay, you're good. Beat that, brisado. Well, I realized the marinated trumpet mushrooms need, shit, two days to be prepped. Yeah, so I called Guy and his crew started working on them this morning. Sid put a hand over her heart. You guys, you know the moment when you're reading a book and you realize why it's called what it's called? Or like in the movie when they say the title? I remember being like, oh, Berzato, the bear. Like, that's why that was his nickname. I I don't, like, took me a long time to, like, register that that was their last name. I wonder how many episodes in do they say their last name? Probably the first one. Oh, my God. Allie, you know what you need to do to learn French? Your eyebrows are so Italian right now that I think you need to do like those penciled French eyebrows. That's yes, what it yes, is. Yes, 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 yes. The yes, very yes. thin. The eyebrows are blocking the French pronunciation. It can't get That's through. That's what it is. It can't get through. We're in a different yeah. country right now. It's like trying to get down your head like sweat, and that's what eyebrows do. They stop it from getting in your eyes. And, like, the Frenchness can't get through. That's why I couldn't hear it. I was like. You could shave them. Maybe I could shave one to start. Yeah. 
Just shave two lines of them. That's going to come back. Start it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Perfect. Should pierce it while I'm at it. I do feel like when it was a trend to bleach your eyebrows, if you were like dark complected, you should have done it. I think you could have pulled it off and they would have grown out so fast. Ugh. Eyebrow root. <laughs> Remember we talked about that and I was like, Lindsay, I hate this trend. I would never do this in a million years. <laughs> there, was a, there was a video of two friends who had like our similar complexion and the blonde looked horrifying and the brunette looked really cool and that is exactly what would have happened to us <laughs> spared for sure i don't know i cannot picture this face with blonde eyebrows anyway carry on very saddle sid put a hand over her heart thank god you remembered otherwise i'd jump into this ass smelling canal right now out of embarrassment carmy looks smugged so i guess that settles it wait sid said back home did you schedule the grease trap cleaning damn it Carmi pinched the bridge of his nose, like now he was the one considering diving headfirst into the canal of nightmares and piss. <laughs> <laughs> because I did, continued Sid in a sing-song voice. Fuck you, Carmi laughed, and thank you. Okay, no question, you are MVP. They schlepped up the endless flights of stairs to the apartment, and Carmi started cooking while Sid took a shower. By the time she was out, a rich, savory aroma filled the kitchen that seemed as hearty and satisfying as the meal itself. I could easily see MVP going wrong, you know? It's like, no, I fucking did more. No, I didn't. You know what? Never mind. Starve. Yeah, this is a recipe for- Let's argue about who's carrying more weight. Yikes. But this was very cute, and they did it great. I loved it. You know, that it felt healthy in terms of positive reinforcement. (laughs) Let's all try it tonight with our spouse and see how that goes. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone come home and announce a thing you did that they did not do and see, like, spice things up. Yeah. The novelty of seeing Carmi cooking at home or just not at the restaurant still made Sid, against her most practical tendencies, swoon. Away from the bear, the chase for perfection and sense of urgency that seemed to fuel his cooking was replaced with an instinctual ease and laid-back skill that she found incredibly sexy. Behind, she said unnecessarily, Hope you don't mind, I borrowed your shirt. It looks better on you, he said. Wow, even bullshit sounds more romantic in Paris, Sid said as she started taking (laughs) out plates and cutlery. They ate, sprawled out on the couch, going over last-minute details for their upcoming Michelin residency, despite their insistence that this week was about maintaining a semblance of work-life balance. Uh, This is Sid's line, not me, although it could be. (laughs) I'm having deja vu, Sid said at one point. I feel like we lived this exact moment. Maybe had the same conversation just last week. We probably did. Uh, we should note, Lindsay and I made a uh, deja poo joke on a client project this week. So ah, this was very apt. Good for you. So we've just been in French mode. Writing books. Right, deja poo. Danny, their product is basically like poopery where you spray it in the toilet bowl beforehand. And so we said like, as your bathroom smells coming back to haunt you, we call that deja poo. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> deja poo, not you. That's so good. It is. It's great. Did they like it? We haven't given it to them yet, so probably not. (laughs) That'll be something that never sees the light of day. We'll take a poll. You can bring in that little focus group with a couple thousand people. That'll never be available for (laughs) pre-sale. Just uh, (laughs) P-sale. We've been obsessing over this menu for weeks. We need help, or maybe we just need hobbies, Sid said. I did what you said, though, Carmi replied, putting away his plate to reach for his suitcase. I drew some more. He pulled out a thin, wide notebook and opened it to a page of pencil sketches he had seemingly done only a few hours ago. Sid, in various stages of sleep, including a few close-up studies of her hands, her downturned lashes, the curve of her neck. Sid was always impressed by the technical skill of Carmi's drawings, but this time there was something else, something tender to the sketches, like a glance shared only between them. 
Carmi's eyes followed Sid's as she poured over the drawings. You like it, or are you filing a restraining order? No, Carm, she said, flushing. These are good, really good. Maybe too good, because they don't look anywhere nearly this graceful or Botticelli-esque when I sleep. I drew what I saw. Sid sighed, studying the details of each sketch. God, it must really be a drag. What? Being casually good at drawing and cooking and being so devastatingly handsome. Shut up. So devastatingly handsome that I will happily let you draw me like one of your French girls. Sid, he pulled her onto his lap so that she was now straddling him. Sid let her hands linger on his arms. HR violations number two and three. <laughs> hey, you objectified me. Let me objectify you. Sid, he repeated. Carm? He leaned in, kissing her with a deceptively light touch while tightening his grip on her thighs. He moved his mouth to her ear. Can I have my shirt back? <laughs> Sid laughed, <laughs> removing the shirt in one quick movement. Here. She wrapped her arms around his neck, savoring how his hands immediately claimed her bare skin, enveloping her with warmth. Keep drawing, okay? You're good at it, Sid said, looking slightly down at Carmi from her position on his lap. If this is my incentive for doing it, sure. He slipped her underwear off her hips, and Sid shifted to dispose of them completely. No, I thought all this was in exchange for the eggs, Sid said, trying to stay focused as Carmi's lips moved from her jaw to her collarbone. Meanwhile, his thumb, already wet with her slick, was stroking her clit, making her thoughts delightfully jumbled and incoherent. If we exchange food for sex every time, Carm paused to enjoy the moan. Sid was trying to stifle as she grinded against his hand. We would never get anything done. The thought occurred to Sid that maybe what made having sex with Carmi so fun was their terrible work-life balance. <laughs> when they came home after closing, exhausted and drained, it was almost comical how they would instantly get their second and third wind once their clothes started coming off. For better or for worse, there was no boundary between work and love for them. It was scary. If things went south, which I hope they did, <laughs> she would probably have... That was me. That was not. <laughs> things better go south. <laughs> that was the reader's notes. Yeah, if things went south, she would probably have to get don't shit where you eat tattooed on her forehead just to get ahead of all the I told you so's. Sid knew this. After all, she had spent the better part of two years trying to deny her attraction to an infuriating coworker who was in dire need of therapy and a comb in equal measure. <laughs> but it was also exhilarating and strange and a fast track to new levels of intimacy. In the same day, she could go from being in awe of his knife skills to seeing him struggle to take off his underwear without interrupting the flow of foreplay. Let me help, Sid said, gently laughing, giving him a hand. I just realized something, she said once she had reclaimed her position, facing him on his lap, one hand tucking away the lock of his hair that always fell in his eyes. If it's about the menu, I swear to God, Sid, she could feel that he was more than ready to be inside of her, but she kept his cock poised at her entrance, torturously rubbing her clit against his length. <laughs> what would that be like in cooking terms, you know, where you're like just stirring every so often, you know? <laughs> <laughs> marinating. Yeah, there you go. It's been exactly two years since my first day at the beef. And your first day of getting that beef. Yeah. Oh, let's make that an Italian sausage combo. <laughs> Give me that, dick. <laughs> you want fries with this beef, Sid? <laughs> French fries? Wee <laughs> <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. <laughs> two years? I remember because I started two days after my dad's birthday. Uh, do me a favor and don't mention your dad right now. As he watched her laugh, he pulled her chest against his before kissing her, slow but insistent. Finally, she sank down on him, drawing out a long sigh from her and a low groan from him. You kind of fucked up my shit that day, he said, pulling down on her hips to thrust deep inside her. This made it impossible for Sid to form a coherent thought. 
was the best she could respond with as she met his thrust with her own. That day I first saw you, his lips were on her neck and his hand had found his way back to her clit. It was fucking impossible after that to think straight. I mean, Sid whispered back in his ear, you did forget what UPS was. (laughs) His lips halted their descent down to her neck while he laughed. If it makes you feel better, Sid said, burying her face in his shoulder as he resumed his deft touch on her clit. It was completely mutual. And I'm glad we got our shit together. Yeah, lucky us. Flipping her braids over her shoulder, Sid placed her hands on the wall behind them to steady herself as she rode calm faster, their breaths growing ragged. He seemed to be momentarily transfixed by the sight above him until Sid started calling his name, repeating it as she edged closer to release. He gripped her ass, burying himself as deep as he could, hearing him sigh his name into her ear. Sid's mind flickered to that first day of staging, her eyes meeting the blue of his face for the first time. Bewildering, she recalled. Um, staging. It's staging, Danny. <laughs> it is. Oh, what did I say? You said staging. Oh, staging. He hasn't had his first French lesson yet, Lindsay. He doesn't know. Yikes. But remind me what staging is. Is like basically when you like shadow when you want a job. It's like the whole episode Richie was sort of staging. Like you're not hired. So it's like shadowing. Yeah. yeah. Shadowing, I guess, is probably the. Um, I was proud. One of the captions I wrote, Carmi and his boo chef. <laughs> so the sous chef. That's good. Staging before uh, schlumping. Schlumping. <laughs> uh. Sid's mind flickered to the first day of her staging her eyes meeting the blue of his for the first time. Bewildering, she recalled. Whatever took place that day hadn't been an instantaneous lightning crash of feelings, but instead, something slow and measured that took root over time. Whatever it was, Sid decided, it had been worth the wait. Mm. A low and slow simmer, if you will. Ah, yes. Like any good meal. (laughs) Sid's hands slid from the wall to around Carm's neck as she came, her cunt clenching around him until he followed suit. Her eyes fluttered shut, listening to him unravel beneath her, burying her face in his shoulder and inhaling his scent. Carmi leaned back, taking Sid with him, still resting on his chest. They listened to each other breathing, neither of them showing the slightest interest in moving. Are you asleep? He asked eventually. Almost, she said. I was thinking maybe a demigloss might work. You do realize you're still inside me, Carmi? You just demigloss inside of me. <laughs> Tummy gloss in my pants. That's something funny with an episode title. That's that's what made me think of it. As I demi glossed inside. (laughs) (laughs) Sid, you were the one who mentioned salt baked celery root the other day, fully in the middle of fucking. I was inspired, Sid protested. But A, we clearly do not know how to do this whole work life balance thing. And B, I agree about the demi gloss. Okay. Got it. Good night, Sid. Night, Carm. Wee, wee, wee. A wee, wee, wee. <laughs> Perfect. She wee, wee, weed all the way home. All the way. Dear M, I still feel like hell, which is so frustrating after a week here. One, Americans in Paris are intolerable. Lorraine took me to a dinner last night with other visiting faculty, and everyone was peppering their speech with the most inane French phrases, as if we didn't all speak English and have trouble with the subjunctive tense. Okay, uh... <laughs> Alma, reading us while we're reading you. Yeah. Two. Fine. We may visit the village in the south of France where Baldwin lived. Apparently his house still stands in good condition. Maybe it'll get me out of this health rut. Three. I visited Pont d'Alma. Compared to the other bridges in Paris, it's not particularly majestic, but it did make me think of my namesake, some great Aunt Alma on my mother's side who I never really knew. 
It's a shame names should come with such strong connections. Please, please, please don't forget to water my plants. I say this with all respect. Whatever is the opposite of a green thumb, you seem to have it, my dear. Love, Alma. We need to send Allie over to her house. She will take care of those plants in a jiff. I'm currently juggling 175 plants. What is your plant count, though? I know you know it. Mm, I'm in the 50s. Coming on. Indoor. It's a jungle in there. You get that wild bush under control. She's so oxygenated. I've never breathed cleaner air in my entire life than in my own kitchen. It turned out having a dinner at 3 a.m. along with the post-dinner activities meant Carmi and Sid would have to rush to make it to their 10 a.m. appointment with Guy after they slept in too late. Oh, my gosh. They were meeting him to buy fresh produce for today's menu at a farmer's market near Bastille. That meant a frenzied metro ride in which they almost missed their stop until Sid realized just in time they had to lift up a small metal hatch to open the train doors. They were only five minutes behind, but when they met Guy, tall, lanky, with wind-blown curly hair, he seemed to be taken aback. I didn't know it was possible for Carmen Berzado to be late. <laughs> okay, where has he been, Woo. monsieur? I hope it's okay that I whipped out my French, <laughs> my baguette for that one. Danny, do you want to be my new tutor? <laughs> no, that sounds terrible. Uh, no. <laughs> no. But he said it with a kind of smile that made it apparent that he knew Carmi well. Introductions were made, and Sid did the whole double-cheek kiss routine. Le bise, he said like it was a perfectly normal thing for her to do with a stranger. I met Carmen at the French Laundry, he explained to Sid as they navigated the endless rows of food stalls. I was a patissier. He was a saucier. At only 20. <laughs> That's somebody who makes patisseries and somebody who makes saucieries. He was a sorcerer. <laughs> My name is Patty and he was a sorcerer. I made beef patties and he made ranch sauce. He was sorcerer. <laughs> <laughs> it always amused Sid to think of Carmine, California. The state with its sunshine and beaches was so unlike him. But he did seem to hold his years there in better regard than his time in New York, which he rarely spoke about. He was the only American I knew who smoked more than a Frenchman, he continued as he led them methodically through the market. They purchased crate after crate of produce, and each crate was then whisked away by a stagiaire from the restaurant and mm. packed in the back of Guy's temperature-controlled van. This kind of silent choreographed efficiency didn't exist at the bear, even on its best days. Temperature controlled van is like pervy in a whole new way. It's it's like the French pervy van. It's like an unmarked van. It's a temperature controlled van. Like of course, it would be more elegant than our white unmarked right. van. Yeah. Still, you should avoid them. Yeah. Right. At the, at the bear, they have to buy two things because instead of like half the food being taken to the restaurant, half the food is like stolen out of the van. <laughs> you know, it's account for a little overage. When Guy assumed the driver's seat and they were on their way to the restaurant, he asked, How long have you been seeing each other? Sid was slightly surprised by the forward nature of the question. But then again, when she and Carmi had decided to be together, they had decided to be together. No hiding anything. No sneaking around. This hadn't been a shock to anyone at the bear who had all witnessed Carmi and Sid incessantly stare at each other for months. But she could understand how their situation could be considered novel to others. A few months, Carmi answered, but we've known each other longer. How long? <laughs> seven inches long. <laughs> Any more than seven inches is a waste. <laughs> I know everyone discourages kitchen staff from dating each other, Guy said, but for chefs, I say, where the hell not? <laughs> what do you mean, Sid asked, amused. Everyone I have ever dated seriously has eventually gotten sick of my schedule, he explained. I have one day off a week, I spend all my free time sleeping, I come home smelling like Limburger. <laughs> Only a fellow chef would tolerate that kind of life. Ah, rules for thee and not for we. Yeah. 
<laughs> my fingers are covered in oil, which is a natural lubricant, but it is something that you have to be into, and most women are not. <laughs> I am spanking them with a spatula, as I do as a chef, and that is not something that everyone is into. I bark at the orders. I refuse to take off this tall chef hat, and no one seems to like it. <laughs> <laughs> they do not like the rat that is pulling my hair underneath, even though he also would like some foreplay. They say the rat is unsanitary. I say you're crazy. <laughs> yes, my friend. You cannot touch my dick if you do not also touch my rat's dick. <laughs> a hand job and a paw job. <laughs> Ratatouille? We is the only French pun I'll be making. <laughs> Just like, Danny, wasn't it you that said every episode should have we in it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Okay, Ratatouille, it is just me and you. We are alone. So anyway, let's do our thing. Crossover. <laughs> a, f- a fellow chef or a truck driver said suggested. No, no, I have dated one of those. And the Limburger smell was a deal breaker. Guy shook his head. I think you two got it right. Shit where you eat. Mm. Well, that was fucking romantic, Carm said, taking Sin's hand and squeezing. Oh, I keep trying to think of a French song. I don't know any French songs. How does La Vie and Rose go? La Vie and Rose. <laughs> Perfect. That's beautiful. Elegant. Thank you. That was Lady Gaga doing it, which you obviously could tell. Yes. Doy. The end. Should we sing? Should we see where our baguettes are? Yeah. When the episode ends, check your underpants. Is your baguette in the Eiffel Tower or not? (laughs) Is your baguette warm and toasty out of the oven? Lynn's published author, Lindsay Rush. It's stiff. It's hard. I love their little, like, banter in there. Banter and their canter. That's a horse move. I love it. I'm I'm here for it. And I'm excited to, I'm excited for them to work together because we haven't seen them do that. And I feel like that's like, gonna be where the magic happens. Mm. The tension. Ah, the tension. You guys? Yeah. My fondue found overfloweth. And um, I thought the sex scene was so hot. I love I love context and I love communication. And they had <laughs> great communication, you know, picking an MVP. Um, also I remembered what I was gonna say earlier, which was what the picture that he gives her, it was obviously a beautiful photo that was sex inducing. But what if, have you seen the artist celebs on sandwiches <laughs> where he takes artists and yes. he draws them on sandwich? Like, Puts them on like a ham and cheese. Yeah. I'm picturing him drawing her. Yeah. Like on a plate, a fancy <laughs> French plate. And a crepe. And then the other thing was uh, Marco one time had a boyfriend draw a picture for him that was so bad that. For Marco's 30th birthday, those were the shirts that we all wore. Wait, is that the face? That was an ex's drawing? Uh-huh. And he was like, <laughs> it is so bad. I This is going to be my 30th birthday. I never knew that about that yeah. shirt. We need to post that on our Instagram. You just thought that was an, uh, that terrible, terrifying I mean, photo I knew it him. was a caricature. I didn't know that, that it was like everyone knew that it did not look like him. We didn't know it was a joke. I think we thought, oh, wow, that's an interesting birthday choice. Wait, Danny, did I ever tell you that I was at a thrift store in my neighborhood and that shirt was in there? Um, No, <laughs> I love that. It's in the water. I want it to circulate. I want it, it to circulate. Yeah. It's so funny. I should have bought it. Buy back your own merch. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, my baguette is rock hard. Al, where are you? Same. Baguette, rock hard. My crepes are folded and moist. <laughs> Layered. The, the croissant is hot and buttered. I love their chemistry. So hot. Yeah. I love their banter. They do have great banter and canter. 
Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> a testament to Oyster Knife. What fabulous writing. So much fun. The best. And we're just excited to be here in Paris to Gazelle. We're happy to be here. Oh, actually, I do have one last thing to say. My favorite thing to do is to create something that we have to remind you about. So if you have not submitted a sexy recipe, you still can. Oh, yes. And on our Facebook page, we will make that post. And you can list it there under the image. You should have already seen it because it went live last week. And you should use it to get ingredients for Valentine's Day, which is going to be next week. So don't forget your honeys. So I guess the last thing to say is... Au revoir. Uh, au revoir. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you stole the phrase right out of my mouth. For an extra dose of bonkers entertainment, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of unreleased content and bonus episodes featuring your favorite fandoms plus the ones we'd never dare to read on the pod. Head to patreon.com forward slash fangasm to get in on the action. For a regular hookup, make sure to subscribe to the show everywhere you listen. And if we've left you satisfied, ew, leave a five-star review or higher. For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. And thanks to thousands of other listeners, the fun never sleeps over on our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack. Click the link in the show notes to join. Once you're in, <laughs> check out the 20-plus listener-led groups that cover everything from pets to pot to pen pals. <laughs> <laughs>